0: Hey, hey, check, check. Yes, I am working. I doubt there'll be much piano, but uh, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Can you hear it? Is it set to piano? I can only hear it if you play now and then.
0: <laughs> oh, there. That's, I hear it. Perfect. That's, that's what they had to clean up. John was just <laughs> fucked up. <laughs>
1: it was all that bread he was eating with the <laughs> right? Dakota. Just, baking bread.
0: Oh. being a housewife. <laughs> John, play your new song. All right. Lay off the carbs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, we've got a lot to get to, TJ. This is red, the red album remix. Uh, we have a very special count in because of the pace to get us on a nice pace today all the way from Lodi, New Jersey. It's the misfits own Jerry only counting us in. What does I vote? <laughs> Untitled Beatles podcast. TJ man, It's a crisp autumn day. I'm enjoying our endeavor that we're about to embark on here with these new. Beatles remixes. How are you, man?
0: I am great. I am so Beatles inundated, and you know what's funny? <laughs> I've got 117 copies of Now and Then on 45, <laughs> on cassette, on 12 inch, and they all sound the same. So my homework right? of listening to Now and Then ten thousand times was fruitless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no fruit for you, but that's good, you know. Don't get scurvy, but don't overdo it. You know. <laughs>
0: scurvy started
1: let's talk about that a little bit because uh last time we talked we just had heard now and then digitally like when it was dropped on the day our physical copies had not yet arrived i've got the blue marble seven inch and the 10 inch and uh i too noticed no difference between the two but i did enjoy listening on the vinyl
0: Tony, I bought every single iteration of it, and I'm waiting for the CD single to come in the mail. (laughs) Oh, you got a CD one too? It's just I wanted to have it. I hope they make a CD three, and I already have the single. I even I left the cellophane on in case I hate the Beatles in 20 years and decide to sell it in the event. In the event. In the event, but yeah, I left the cellophane on it. It just it's so fun having a new Beatles single. I just like to hold it.
1: (laughs) I get it, man. It's weird. I get it. It's it's Gen X. It's tactile. We're, we're a tactile generation, TJ.
0: What'd you think of the Now and Then video? Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, let's get into the Now and Then video as we talk, Tony, about sitting in the song, because I think both things have left an imprint on me. The more I've listened to the song and the more I've watched the video, sometimes concurrently and sometimes separately, I've grown to absolutely adore and love and get very emotional with the song. And I think the video is phenomenal. I went back and re-watched Free as a Bird and Real Love a Bunch. The Beatles are big with things flying into the air. All the videos after the after the Beatles broke up, everything's fly, like, Why not just make a video for flying? You know, like, everything's, instruments going up in the air and there's a bird and they've been tweeting and a, and a thing. Um, but yeah, the video was some people, first off, I'm tired of Beatle critics. And I know today we're going to be kind of Beatle critics. Sure. But I read like, oh God, social media stuff mm. uh it was too funny having having paul and ringo singing while john's being goofy no i mean what peter jackson did i thought was brilliant because he married the sadness the schmaltz, the beauty, and the comedy of the Beatles in one four and a half minute video. I mean, I I, I do not need to carry water for the good folks at Calderstone. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not on the Beatle payroll. Uh, but I have to say, honest to God, that video, the more I watch, it, the more I think it's phenomenal. And the ending has me in tears every time. Yeah. It's almost like the scene in John Lennon Imagine where when they're playing the Day in the Life crescendo. Uh, right after the final chord, you see all the images of John Lennon getting younger and younger and younger. It's baby John and then the last. Shot the guiding five spirit five, of the Beatles, dead tonight at the age of 40. My my heart's uh, yeah. chilled just even talking about this. Yeah. Um. So to see all the be- going back in time and back in time and then they're on stage. And they bow, they disappear, the, the the Beatles and the marquee goes dark, blackout. And then the next thing you see is the Apple logo is as chilling as a Beatle moment. I give Peter Jackson what everything that Get Back was, I think this video is in spades. I give it an A+. Plus. Five effing fabs. Take it, Tony. <laughs> oh, no pressure. in this oh, no, yeah.
1: All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you went first, TJ, because I, what I love to do is just burst those bubbles. I'm taking a big, fat, <laughs> wet cigar to your balloon. Ew.
0: <laughs> That's not a balloon. <laughs> oh, it's not Sorry, a cigar.
1: You know what, man? I like the song a lot. I found myself humming the song. I do like the song, regardless of its like overcompressed uh, Loudness Wars production, etc., that we discussed in the previous episode about now and then. And, um, full disclosure, I gave the video one viewing, um, a hundred times. This is
0: why my life's not right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know what I liked here, here, here's what I liked. I, I, you know, I wasn't crazy about the freaky Friday stuff where they're all like green screened into the one thing, but I also get it. That's the, the spirit of the song. So yeah. the spirit of the video should be the same. I'm with it. I just thought it was a little silly. I wasn't angry about it. I'm not like posting. I don't post. I already feel like life is a comment section that we're already just enduring every moment of. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not going to give it any like harsh shade. But um, yeah, I thought it was kind of goofy. I know what you mean at the end, though, when they bow and they fade out. And that basically is saying like, yeah, this, That's it. this is the end of the story, you know. Um, that's heavy. The thing I did enjoy, I feel like we saw a lot of outtakes from the Hello Goodbye video, you know, John dancing, goofing, but also some stuff I hadn't seen, you know, from that B-roll. Um, and also, you know, the, the famous Penny Lane tracking shot of all their faces. Yes. I I feel like they used a different take. Like that was a new thing. I don't think I'd seen that one. You know what I mean? So I like seeing that, so.
0: You know what else, Tony? Seeing all the footage from 94 and 95, like.
1: Yeah, that too, right? Wait a second, yeah. when
0: did they, did they record, was that in Paul's studio in January in 94? Am I getting my dates wrong? When did they, when did they convene at, at Uh 95 for now and then. 94 for the other two. Right. Thank you for clarifying. They were showing all the footage of the Threedles, most of which had not been seen before. No, no not really. Certainly no. working on now and then. And it makes me think at some point soon, we're going to get a documentary on the making of Anthology. And th- no, there'll be cool. a whole Threedles piece. Because think how much endless material there is of Paul, George, and Ringo together working on all three of those tracks. Certainly more so Free as a Bird and Real Love. But I cannot wait to see that extrapolated and explored more. So I I didn't mean to interrupt you as you give this video one fab. Continue. (laughs) One and a half, TJ. (laughs) Is this the Pete best they could do? One and a half fabs.
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's my angry uh, internet guy. Um, <laughs> it's telling, though. I, I love seeing in that footage, the threadles footage, how Ringo's just like, yeah, we're make, we're still working. He's He wants to work, you know? <laughs>
0: he even says it. But will it open another year of work?
1: Yeah. And he's got that video camera, you know, that 90s camcorder he's carrying around mm-hmm. documenting everything. He's like a fan of his own, you know, band, which is cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, but I did like it. I did like it. I didn't hate it. It didn't make me mad. I loved seeing John goof around. He's fun, man. So.
0: Yeah, there was. A, there's also, by the way, can we talk about people who post things online? Because I do. I read the the Beetle fan Facebook page. I think I got a badge as a top contributor. Don't worry, buddy. You'll get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it's true. Like I-, I will post jokes and things occasionally. Um, but there's a lot of people cause this week we can start by saying when this is being recorded, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but I believe in a weird serendipitous mimicking of 1973, the number two album is the blue album. The number three album on the charts is the red album. Number one is Taylor Swift And the amount of anger over, ha, how can trash like Taylor Swift be a... (laughs) But listen, I'm no Swifty, but one, she ain't trash. She's a great great entertainer, whether you like her music or not. And two, why would you be mad that a band that's been broken up for 53 years has the number two and three spots on the album charts? That's pretty impressive. Taylor Swift is making music in real time. Why is everyone so stuck in this world of uh, anything new? No, thank you. It, dri- it really yeah. drives me like I'm mean, I mean, no, going to yeah. be 50 next year, so like, I certainly have my old guy screams at cloud moments. But you can't like ragging on Taylor Swift to defend the Beatles seems very very stupid.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just you know it's a lot of men, older men, wearing hats. They all seem to be wearing hats, and they're all holding up <laughs> their red and blue, and they're all mad about everything. And you know it's like how come it's not 1968 again? You know it's like well I'm glad it's not. You <laughs> right. know I'm also not glad it is now. But
0: well, <laughs> anyway. Tony, you kind of wanted to be now and then. <laughs>
1: TJ, you're fading away. What it, wait, is this Back to the Future <laughs> Part 4? <four>? Lights. <laughs> part Fab Four. <laughs> ah,
0: ah, perfect. Marty, we gotta get to the Italian theater.
1: <laughs> One of those American sound-alike groups is trying to rewrite history. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: the Beatles! Yeah.
1: Well, it is the Untitled Beatles podcast. I don't know if we've said that yet. Uh, People know. If you
0: know, Tony, you know. <laughs> if
1: you know, you know. Uh, this is our Red Album a 2023 remix uh, episode. Uh, I tell you what, TJ, we've got a lot to cover. There's mm-hmm. like so many mixes, remixes that were just done like this year. Let's save our deep dish about the packaging and Font Lover's Corner and chart positions and all that stuff. Let's save that for our Blue Album episode.
0: I hear you. Now let's start with the packaging. One (laughs) of the great things about the way this is sold. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Red Album, we can say it came
1: out in 73. I'm holding the copy. Uh, This is the very first uh, Beatles album I think I ever heard. It was my mom's copy of 62 to 66, a.k.a. the Red Album. Um, I think we discovered I have the blue labels, you know, which is one of those misprinty things, the capital blue labels on the Red Album.
0: Reckless is selling that, no joke, I think, for like in very good condition for $50 with the blue label misprint. Interesting. Yep.
1: Well, I'm going to hang on to it because it, this has sentimental value. Um, yeah, like I said, this is like the first Beatles album I ever heard. Like when I was, I remember I have a very, you know, young memory of probably like four years old, maybe younger. But operating my turntable, my parents' turntable, it was one of those flip-top jobs, and had a rubber mat underneath. And, was uh, it ribbed? <laughs> for her pleasure, yeah, yeah. I get the ribbed condom, so you feel the vibrations. Ribbed condom, you feel the erections. <laughs> yeah, man. So this is actually the first time I'm buying the Red album. <gasps>
0: Oh, that's wonderful!
1: <laughs> Isn't that funny? Because that this one always did me just fine. I didn't buy any of the, the CDs or the remixes. I was like, Nah, I'm fine with what I got here. So uh, I, yeah, I've always liked this record. I think it's probably the best compilation the Beatles ever put out.
0: Yeah, it's this or the Beatles ballads. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I, I I could not I could not agree with you more. It is it. This double album, now a triple album, is exhilarating. And Tony, I am i don't have it in front of me, but um, I have my original copy of this as well that my uh, parents got for me, uh, and it has an Apple logo on it, and oh, nice. it's all beat up. But uh, I have this album more than any other Beatle album, including, right? including the uh, Blue I have this on Apple. I have it on the Capitol with the misprint with the blue. I've got it on the original German red vinyl. I've got the <laughs> 90 or the 88 reissue. I've got, I mean, I've got, I've got so many, so many versions, this, but the way I used to listen to this was in the car. These are my original eight track tapes. I'll do this as a blue wow, album man. as well, but these are the eight track tapes. The blue one, my mom wrote my name on it. But, I mean, we don't, <laughs> we don't need to get into the track listing on here. I will tell you that part two opens with Michelle on program one. I mean, it's 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 a it's a mind trip, this it's thing. It's
1: one of those uh, Daffy eight-track
0: sequencings. <laughs> it's like, why do they throw on Little Deuce Coop? was <laughs> <It went to> a <laughs> full-time <laughs> capital. Um, here's the thing. We both love this album with, with ferocious veracity. The difference is I've bought this album probably 15 times in my life. I not only have the single cassette, I've got the single cassette when they reissued it and put the Apple logo on it, and then (laughs) I bought it when it came out as a double cassette uh, when the (laughs) CDs were reissued in 93, and that was an event. We'll talk about that in the next episode, but for the 20th anniversary when this finally came out on CD, George Harrison and George Martin showed up. It was a huge event. But yeah, there's a picture of me going to my first sleepover when I was five, and I've got a clear plastic bag, this kid, Mike Merrimont's house. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. And I, uh, in my bag are copies of the Red and Blue album as a five-year-old, and I still have them. That's
1: cool, man. It's wild. That so is... we both have loved this album forever. <laughs> it's true, man. Well, yeah, man, the new remixes have just come out. We've really had about like a week and a half to digest these. Uh, let's get into it, man. There's 30 new stereo mixes by Giles Martin. And yeah, there are different sequences for different formats. The LPs preserve the same sequencing as the original four with a bonus disc of the additional tracks.
0: Which is what I predicted would happen when they (laughs) reissued it. But here's where we're both right, because the CD version of this...
1: Has it in pretty much chronological order. Also streaming, it's also in the chronological order as well, with the new tracks, augmented tracks, peppered throughout
0: i read online that was a mistake the reason that those are incongruous and i I i've not verified this but i'm one of the like steve hoffman type posts it wasn't reddit i'm afraid of reddit i i I, (laughs) read it just freaks me out i am too the steve (laughs) hoffman thing at least like i can joke with people about getting the liverpool oratorio 45 (laughs) and not feel terrible like reddit it's like well i'm coming to your home to get it why why would you do that um (laughs) But yeah, I, I read that it was poor planning that led to the CDs not featuring a like the tracks as bonus tracks like the vinyl does. And truthfully, having listened, I bought the red and blue vinyl, which is exclusive to the uh, I almost called the Capitol website to the Beatles website. Um, and I prefer I've listened to it many times. I, I I uploaded the CDs and listened to it that way. First, I streamed it, then I got the physical product. Um, but I like the original sequence so much that I prefer the extra tracks as a bonus disc. When we get into the the track list, there's moments where some of the additions on the CD and streaming feel like they stick out like a sore thumb, I guess, because I've lived in this record for so long.
1: I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I've listened to this record four ways. The very first time I listened to it was right at 11 p.m. Central Time. Uh, I love with it. Good headphones, and I was listening on Apple Music. It was uh, lossless. And I will say that was my favorite experience. A, because it was perhaps the first experience, and then B, because it just sounded the best to me. Mm. I listened to it later, um, streaming on earbuds. I listened to the vinyl, sitting down with just the stereo speakers, and then I listened in my car streaming.
0: Q Ringo from Old Wave. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I prefer the Joe Walsh version from 1987.
0: (laughs) It's more Cokie. Salute (laughs) to you, Cokie Roberts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) R.I.P.
0: No matter what else women are doing, we are also mechanics.
1: I will say this. Listening on the lossless files with the cans, that was where I heard the most nuance, the most new things. Everything else I didn't quite hear as much difference other than like, oh, it's maybe more, has more better stereo spread, et cetera. So all my notes come from listening in the cans. So if you can listen that way, lossless with cans or whatever, vinyl, just listen with headphones as opposed to earbuds or noise canceling things, you know?
0: God, Albania, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm really bummed out because you know, there's no Blu-ray and I wanted to listen to the 5.1 surround Atmos sounds. And also my yacht has problems too. I have yacht problems.
0: (laughs) The original Yacht Rock is rich old rockers listening to rock on yachts. Rock on yachts on four airs to CDs and one cassette. Um, Do you have preference to the track list then? I mean, because you did listen on vinyl with the bonus disc. Oh, and I know we'll get to the individual things, but overall sound aside from a track listing standpoint do you have a preference yeah
1: man I prefer the original two LP set as is the augmented tracks are all right but honestly they they made a, a nice introduction to the Beatles into this like oh now I have to watch a whole movie about the Beatles and now the red and blue albums it, it takes you like four some hours to listen to them all that's like you know it's kind of half your day <laughs> In a way.
0: Yeah. Like if you want to
1: sit down and listen to them, it's like,
0: Oh, well set out some time. <laughs> that's a great point. It's 75 songs across red and blue. And as I alluded to earlier, there was actual controversy when the red album was issued on CD in 93 uh, for the first time. And it was put on two CDs and, and it was priced right. like a two CD set. And I remember EMI coming out and saying, We want to respect the integrity of the original album, (laughs) so that's why this 50 minutes of music is $35 in 1993. Um, I I agree with you, Tony. Uh, Some of the songs that are added, I think, should have been on originally and are essential. I think the preferred way to listen to this, and I've actually taken my CDs and created this order the original Mm. order, and then a bonus disc. Because I think with the vinyl, that third bonus album, what it does is... It tells people, both now and then, that the original album was the original album. In the ensuing years, these songs either should have been put on or we realize now have grown in cultural stature enough where they need to be added to a true telling of the Beatles story. That's why there's a quote-unquote bonus disc. Integrating them, I don't. I agree with you. It's a little long, and I say this as someone who lives and breathes this music. They're both very long, and yeah. uh, oddly enough, it won't be long. should have been on the fucking red remi. I don't understand why that—we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Um, But yeah, my preferred way to listen to this, and not in like a weird, snobby way, is the way it's presented on vinyl. The original two-vinyl set plus a bonus one-disc album of the extra songs, to me, is the way it should be listened to and presented. And clearly, the fact that each colored vinyl— on the Beatles website is 75 or 78 dollars it's priced in a way that makes you think this is supposed to be the authentic way to do it
1: hmm. yeah all right man well we got a lot of tracks to get to so let's go track by track and let's do it in the way where they're integrated into like you like how it's streaming and on the cds and all
0: that you got it that's how
1: i noted it controversially tj they start with love me do
0: How do you not start with my body? How come you can't get a cry for a shadow remix? Jells. I <laughs> can't say his name. Gels. Uh, it's interesting. This love me do is a fascinating and is someone else who lived in this album from a young age. Tony, it's not the love me do that's been on this album since 73. It's one of the biggest changes. Right. It that's is the true. Ringo version that previously was only on rarities and past masters from the <laughs> who's, right, seat right. There, who's 45. Was it? I'm forgetting whose collection. Oh, I forget too, right. It was Beetle collector Ron Formanek who supplied his own mint Canadian 45 of Love Me Do for the U.S. Rarities LP. The master tapes with Ringo Drumming have been lost to time. Perhaps Ringo's mother should have written his name on them. It's weird not hearing Love Me Do with a tambourine, and even though this is Love Me Do, i miss it too. Paul's voice is stronger. It's uh, on the the tambourine version where Ringo's playing tambourine and Andy, not Alan White, is playing drums at the behest of George Martin, which Ringo never forgave him for. So (laughs) this version is a more authentic Beatle version, but it's not the Love Me Do most people have known and loved since 1962, 63, I should say, yeah
1: but it was the single version it was the single version you know that's the one that got played on the radio at the time this is the first true stereo mix of this song and i think it's it's a good mix the stereo spreads great you got the harmonica leaning on the left channel this is that version Where John's got A slight harmonica flub Going into the solo But it's great the main part It's yeah, great Yeah They did goose up Ringo's cymbal hit A little bit more I thought To give it more of that Andy White crash sound <laughs> That was missing
0: a- Andy White's <laughs> cover of Crash for the Dave Matthews Band Is one of the great Andy White moments so <laughs> here you come Crash Crash! <laughs> good, good, good Andy White. You know, when, once Lauren Michaels came to I.O. and my and my audition piece was one-time Beatle drummer Andy White.
1: Yeah. I'm doing three through the door, Lauren. I'm doing Andy White, Jimmy Nickel, and Thelma Pickles.
0: Right. You right, saying? Well- who sang on across the universe? Uh. Lord, oh Lord, okay, I'm an apple scruff. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of Galen Peas, which would not have helped your SNL audition whatsoever. Yeah, man, this is, um, it's a, it's a great, but very different opening. Let's you know you're in for a different experience. And I will say for those who haven't bought the now and then single in a wonderful kind of nostalgic move, this is the B side, the original love me do singles, the B side of now and then. So the A side of now and then is of course the newest Beatles song. Um, and possibly last, I say possibly cause you, you never know what they're going to do. Um, <laughs> right. and the B side of course is the first, but it's for all the years and all the pressings and all the versions there's a different love me do that kicks off the Red album and i think that's very notable
1: yeah and while we're talking about that single which i believe is a double a sided single fair 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 (laughs) (laughs) i think that's how i mean i didn't declare that i think i read that somewhere but uh the contrast between the 2023 production of now and then again loudness wars stuff contrasting with love me do on the flip which has dynamics and isn't compressed all to hell is such a, it's such a switch. I think it's a great bookend for that single now and then it makes complete sense, but their first song out there, their first official song on the flip. Uh, But it's uh, uh, sonically, it's such a, it's such a time warp, such a jump that it's odd, I think.
0: Yeah, it probably should have been the aborted Fab Four on film from original <laughs> Pressings and Movie Medley. I agree with you. <laughs> Our days, is nice.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello. Hello. This is Paul
0: speaking. Paul McCartney.
1: This is Ringo Starr. George Harrison. Thank you. That is- <laughs> That's what I was driving at. I <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to help you out. All right, man, let's yeah. move on. Come on. Please me. Yeah, Your favorite Beatles song. What'd you think of this
0: mix? My all-time favorite Beatles song. I can't believe I'm going to say this because it it obviously sounds wonderful. I miss some of the weirdness in the stereo separation of the original. (laughs) They've almost corrected (laughs) some of what makes... Because as much as I love Please Please Me, I've always preferred the mistake-laden stereo version to the mono version. And this... I mean, don't get me wrong. This sounds great. I'll put this on mixes for years to come. But I kind of miss the early Beatles slapdash, weird, almost ethereal stereo mishaps that occurred that have barely been cleaned up in this. Am I crazy?
1: Yeah, that weird drum echo that I've always found distracting.
0: (laughs) In a great way. In a weird way.
1: For you, yeah. Yeah, for me. Yeah Now I do have bad news for you TJ This is actually a cover of a song Called Little Miss Margie By the Manchester Oh
0: right (laughs) That's right They
1: stole this from them Yeah Yeah, so proper credit to the Manchester <laughs> now hold on though they did yeah. keep the flub and
0: the little laugh in there so that's still in there oh those are both in there but unless my ear is hearing it wrong and I probably know the song better than just about any other Beatles song I feel like some of the weird stereo separation especially in the last eight bars of the song has been corrected a tiny bit most people been. would say that's a great thing <laughs> I I see that it's great but I kind of miss the kind of the, the weirdness of the stereo always being like, go listen on the original early Beatles, and you'll be like, what is happening here?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, and this is kind of an overall note like for these new mixes. The stereo separation going on gives the song just more space. I feel like, oh, wow, I, it, it does feel like Atmos or whatever. I don't know. Now I'm doing a commercial, but uh, and while we're at it, to make sure and pick up the new <laughs> remix Kenny Rogers Roaster's Rotisserie Chicken. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now that's 5.1 surround taste.
0: Teacher says, buy whatever Neil Young is selling.
1: <laughs> we know that the analog sound is a universe like Chemical film as a universe.
0: Kenny Rogers Roasters. Uh exciting mix. You're totally right. And one thing I'd say about the stereo separation is as cliched as this term is, it really does sound like you're in the studio with them for the first time. You absolutely, especially with good headphones, feel like you are sitting in the center of, of their room listening to them record this. And one thing Giles Martin does a very tasteful job of throughout this set is like Ringo's tom fills going from left to right there's some very there's some very cool things that don't feel heavy handed but the days of just everything on the right or excuse me half the band on the right and half the band on the left this set corrects that and listening to this made me think and with the following song too I can't wait for the entire um, remix of this debut album
1: I am looking forward to hearing like, oh, deeper cuts given this uh, separation, demix, remix treatment. That's quite nice. Yeah. Then a surprise, a fun surprise, because my brain was expecting from me to you, right? Yes, yes, yes. This is the first digression. Yeah. So I saw her standing there. So one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four.
0: One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four.
1: Obviously, George's guitar, yeah. Those uh, between-the-lyrics licks are bouncing out into your head, man.
0: It's wild. It makes those George licks feel like they're a driving part of the song for the first time, not just a background thing. It's so cool. Yeah, this is one that when we previewed or we did our kind of predictions of what the set would be that I thought should have been on the original and knew would be on this. I mean, for many, 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 many reasons... um, this is one of their greatest early songs. I mean, Paul had this around for years. So talk about an early, early song. Right. It's very neat to know that this is on like Star Club and then now it's remixed here. <laughs> I wonder if they're ever going to do like a demix remix of the Star Club tapes. That's got to be coming at some point. Why not? Why not? I would
1: hope. I mean, it's not going to make it sound like this, but it, it'll make it sound better, I would think, in some degree
0: yeah i, I hope s- hope somebody from calderstone's on the phone with the good folks at Linga Song or <laughs> whoever owns
1: <Right>. the- <laughs> <laughs> writes down to the yeah getting all that ai spackle together to <laughs> fill in the <laughs> the cracks on the symbols of ringo's right <laughs> 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 plastic kit
0: somebody call Pickwick we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> remix this yeah i think this song is absolutely great and i also Tony the George and John guitar parts the rhythm the lead stuff has never been more clear in my head you yeah. can you can separate the guitar parts on this whole set so much more clearly you always heard it but now it feels just more pronounced in a very instructive way now I'll never
1: You can hear the excitement in Paul's voice. It's just more evident. I think it speaks to what you were saying earlier about Please Please Me. It feels like you're there with them in the room, you know? Yes. And I feel like Giles Dexter Martin added a little reverb
0: to the guitar solo. Am I right? I heard that too, yeah. Which may be so disappointed when I Feel Fine came around. (laughs) Very sad. Um, Yeah, so Tony, a quick question for you. A parenthetical question. Do you think that the entire albums from which these Red songs came were also remixed? So is Please Please Me with the Beatles for sale, et cetera, and so forth through Rubber Sola. Are all those already remixed in the can, or do you think they just picked out... These single masters they knew they were going to use. I I would love to know this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would think that they picked out the songs because it takes a lot of time to do all this stuff, you know. Um, yeah, and that's a lot of songs to cover. Those four, five albums or whatever that they haven't done yet. Six, six, whatever it's whatever it is, you know. Vi, yeah, Pardon <laughs> v- <laughs> part of me, Vi. <laughs> 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 Moving on, another one that we thought was going to be on there, if they were going to have covers, here we are. We finally have covers on the Red Album, Twist and Shout.
0: You have to put this on. I felt this way when I saw the track list introduced. We both predicted it. This song has to be on here. I also think a case could have been made that this should have been the only cover included. Neither of the other covers on here packs the same cultural or rock punch that this one does. And, uh, you know, I, clearly the fact that in 1986, the song was used in two moves. How come they don't use the version with horns from Ferris Bueller and the remix? <laughs> All right, Paul, there's a great quote where he's like, if we wanted Bloody Holmes, he would have put Bloody Holmes on it. Paul got very defensive as press to play was sinking down the charts that year. Um, but yeah, t- uh, Tony, this to me is an essential Beatles recording. This mix sounds great. The opening guitar riff, I've never heard it sound like that before. We'll I think this is incredible. I do think it belongs on here, but as far as covers, I think it probably should have been it.
1: I half agree with you and I'll I'll will save it for when we can hit the other covers. I think they could have put one other cover on here that was not included. Leave my
0: kitten alone. <laughs>
1: I, want, I do want to hear that. I do love I, that. I want to hear. So we were talking on Discord, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like and subscribe, all that housekeeping. Like and subscribe. We're on Patreon. We're on the UntitledBeatlesPodcast.com. You can join our Patreon. If you join the Patreon, there's a Discord. And people on our Discord, we're talking about, uh, yeah, what could possibly be on a Beatles for sale uh, you know, reissued double LP thing, box set or whatever. And uh, yeah, man, I would. I would love to hear Beatles for sale done up with those singles I feel fine she's a woman plus leave my kitten alone you know that would be a good two LP set doesn't need to be a box but
0: think about the organ of Mr. Moonlight for real like I would love to hear that remixed
1: totally yeah and you know you'll get the outtake with the weird guitar solo that they did at the Star Club (laughs) George's obnoxious guitar solo Anyway, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, there's a couple things I hadn't noticed before with these new demix things, like some of Lennon's vocal. I'd never heard him really say the word honey before in the first verse. Yeah. it just gotten kind of blended into the whole record. Uh, John's vocal, again, remains the star of this song. It's up front. You know, it's gotta be. That's yeah. the story. That's the lore. But also Ringo. This, here's a, another overall note for this whole thing. The Red Album remixes are a triumph for Ringo Starr's drumming.
0: A hundred percent, yes, it is a Ringo forward <laughs> album. Yes, yes, yes.
1: And here's one of the songs where you can really hear it—the kick beater pounding up at the end. <laughs> you finally get to hear like what Ringo's actually doing. And uh, there's, a, there's some more Ringo surprises to come in the following tracks.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. There's one in particular I think we're going to both lose our minds <laughs> over because it's the best moment on either of the discs for me. Um, Tony, I totally agree with you. Now, this was remixed recently for use in Beatles Love. It's not on a soundtrack, but I don't remember hearing it this clear when I was in the theater in Vegas. Now, I might have had a triple Makers at the time if, <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly. Um, triple. Well, you know, I mean, it's a long show <laughs> (laughs) Of course, during Hey Jude, I'm like, oh, I got to pee. Oh, I got to pee. Just like when you
1: see Paul live. A lot of people bring Hey Jude catheters with them uh, to the shows. I've seen a lot of those.
0: Okay, now just the men, just the fellas. Come on, boys.
1: Oh, yeah. One more time, boys. Come on.
0: Yeah, Tony, uh, but this version and John's cough at the end has never been this clear. It's almost like Giles Martin wants to remind everyone that when John recorded this, it was late at night and he was sick. Yeah. And John's voice is so raw. I, I'm i with you. I thought this was phenomenal and it's the best way I've ever heard the song. It's better like this than in mono.
1: Moving on, we got From Me to You, which, yeah, after Twist and Shout, From Me to You definitely sounds like a Jerry and the Pacemaker. Song. Uh,
0: see, <laughs> this is all playing into my narrative. Someone at Calderstone's listening. <laughs>
1: Uh, not too much here That was that Mind-blowing Maybe the bass And the harmonica Pop out a little more But uh, yeah Yeah That's all I got On that one
0: Best thing about the song Is the minor The minor chord At the end it's, It is an incredible invention Um, otherwise, one and a half fabs. Go on. <laughs> no, I, I, my note is honestly, I've never loved from me to you more. It would just—it sounds so clear and so good. The vocals are centered, so yeah, much props from me to you. It is not better than please, please me. I
1: know you always, you, I you always listen that to hill. that song so defensively. You are on defense, from, but From Me to You comes on.
0: From Me to You is the LeBron James to the Please Please Me of Michael Jordans. And I got the order wrong, but you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, one of my top 10 favorite Beatles songs, uh, She Loves You. I love this song. However... This mix does not sound as fresh as some of the other new mixes on this record. I can't figure it out. I was trying to figure it out. I went to the Lewison recording book to be like, wait, did they record this one somewhere else? You know, to me, it just it doesn't pop as much as like, I want to hold your hand or please, please me.
0: Do you think you've lost your love? Well, I
1: saw her yesterday. It's you she's thinking of.
0: And she told me why. Tony, this is why we are Beatle Brothers. Check out the Beatle Brothers Sunday at the Applebee's (laughs) in Tinley Park. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we're the Nerf twins and we play those Magic Alex uh, bass guitar prototype (laughs) (laughs)
0: guitars. (laughs) Somebody stole my gown Somebody stole my note is I want this to sound better with a question mark. I wrote, it's a the D-mix is a technical marvel, but it doesn't move me like the mono version. Granted, these are my notes. It may have been recorded on a tozai cassette from Radio Shack, <laughs> but the mono remaster on the 2015 one remix uh, is and that's not a that's not a remix. I put remix in quotes. That she loves you was not remixed for the 2015 one. It was just remastered in mono. Right. Uh, that packs a huge punch. I I mean you're right. Like I wonder if the limitations technically this almost shows the dangers of demixing. And as well intentioned as it is, it's like if you're if you're digitizing an old bad photograph. Q Ringo on tour. Uh, <laughs> no, I love Ringo. And I love that song. Um, of course, the meanings changed. Um, but uh, it, it there's only so much you can do with a limited source, is what I'm getting at. And this more than any track on the on the four discs feels like they just. What else could they have done technically to improve this? You had geniuses remixing this stuff, so clearly they know it too. But yeah, you're right. For one of the most important, biggest, I think after. Hey Jude, this may be the second biggest selling song In the Beatles in the UK. I I, right, I, I, right. I think uh it's a shame that this one couldn't be more of a of a punchy in the face centerpiece because it is one of their very best.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll give them this. They did clean up the tape edits. I feel like I don't hear the tape edits anymore. You
0: know you should be glad. You know it's up to you. I think it. Her because she you right before, you because she loves,
1: yes, it's, yes, they've, those are much cleaner. And I feel like the Floor Tom, Ringo's Floor Tom, they were able to get that higher in the mix. But yeah, other than that, this one still sounds old to me. But, you know, I say what I said. But the, yeah, so, I mean, that also speaks to what we were just talking about with Star Club. You know, Star Club's going to sound better, but not that much better if they do the A.I., mal technology to it
0: yes and lastly tony i i did read in one of the steve hoffman forums that she loves you was and lewison didn't say this but she loves you was recorded in a cafeteria and they used a <laughs> secret mic in a flower pot <laughs> and that's how they became the flower pot men <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah even during she loves you they were talking about breaking up right? see the beatles are always breaking up <laughs> They thought they were a flash in the pan.
0: That's <laughs> right. Ringo had to become a hairdresser,
1: stat. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, he married Maureen, and then he became a hairdresser, <laughs> briefly. That's what he was doing when John was doing How I Won the War.
0: <laughs> and it all turned out just fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
1: stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up is uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand, which does sound fresh. Ringo's kick drum in the intro. The drums, again, just... Huger. The hi-hats toned down, thankfully. So the guitars sound nice and clean, too. Um, Yeah, I like it. I would have liked John's raunchy guitar, rhythm guitar, a little higher in the mix. But otherwise, I like this mix a lot.
0: Yeah, man, this is one of the greatest remixes. It's not that much different from the 2015 remix of this on on Beatles 1. But it's clearly more bass-forward, more (laughs) drum-forward. There's interesting trivia about this. When the CDs first came out um, in 87, 88, Tony, this was in stereo in the original Past Masters when all the four CDs up through Beatles for Sale weren't in stereo. So this was kind of a weird curio to have. I want to hold your hand in stereo in its CD debut. So this has always existed in stereo for, for quite a long time. Digitally, but compare this version to any other version of this, including the mono, and I think this will blow you out of the water. My note was, you know, I'm on a new level, much like a dollar sign AP. I'm okay. on a new level. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on a new level. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on a new level. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on a new level. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on a new level. I am on it i am on it i am on a new level i am on it i am on it i am on a new level i am on it i am on it i am on a new level i i am on a new level i do not know
1: that reference, but. <laughs> I'm not, that's, a, that's a drop, I guess. I, <laughs> yeah, I, don't I think he was that.
0: using a commercial for the NBA on ESPN. That's how I know it. I know. But yeah, Tony, this is the way this song should always sound I feel like in stereo <laughs> on early compilations It's always felt a little A little like this to me has always been early revolution The way John mm. said revolution What did he say? It was like ice cream He had some yeah. yeah Yeah, it just it sounded soft and stereo I felt this way, but I want to hold your hand For many, many years This does it for me It's an incredible remix One of the reasons to own this
1: Next up showcasing their three-part harmonies another new addition this boy which I don't I don't think I thought this was going to be on the uh, augmented tracks I didn't add this this is so this was a surprise
0: it's a great song with beautiful harmonies that have never sounded better and is a missed opportunity to not have it won't be long If you're going to do another song from that era and as we get into with the Beatles, I know this wasn't on with the Beatles. It is the third song on meet the Beatles and it's the B side. I want to hold your hand in most of the world. So it's clearly a big, big song. But does anyone like, I mean, I do love this boy, but it's not like a favorite. Like, I don't think of this as being essential. If you're going to introduce the Beatles to, to someone you don't know, would you rather play them this or if I fell, which isn't on here? Yeah. Yeah It's weird uh, Yeah
1: Yeah Yeah this is This is when I disagree With its inclusion But it's here You know And it's a great song We love it oh. When John takes over and he gets the lead, like, that sounds triumphant. And also, it's a great job covering the edit going back into the three-part harmony thing.
0: After till seeing you cry, right after the cry, yeah. yeah, it's always sounded like an edit, yeah. which we're going to get to when we get to Roll Over Beethoven. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Tony, I, again, I love this song. It's a great song. Uh, I want to hear it on Past Masters. I want to hear it on Meet the Beatles. I don't think it's a Red Album song.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, man.
0: One that was on there, though, All My Lovin'. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you. Tomorrow I'll miss you. Tony, this is this is so great. To your point about Ringo, his snare knocks packs such a punch. Yeah, man. There's like a
1: double hit I never heard him do at the top of the second verse.
0: I'll pretend that I'm kissing.
1: These are some of these discoveries we're hearing. Like, oh, he did that in there. You can actually hear Ringo's drums, which I think earlier it was just a wash of hi-hat. You yes. Know? Yeah, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love it. It's 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 such a great song, and yeah, this is one that always feels weird, not on like a Beatles 1 or a 20 grade, because this song to me, by virtue, I always put so much stock in All My Loving because it's what they opened up with on Sullivan when they made mm-hmm. their debut. Yeah. I feel like John, uh, Paul's, we've, I talk a lot about Paul's fast countdown into this and just how they tear through it. So certainly for Americans, this song has got to be one of their most important. Yeah. They didn't take it off. <laughs> Can you believe they took all my love? <laughs> up? I bought the blue album. There's no all my love. And I told you, <laughs> Obama messed things up.
1: <laughs> hey, yeah. Why don't you come into my pickup truck and tell me if you like the red album like a or the blue album like Antifa?
0: <laughs> I love America. That's why I'm pro Tifa.
1: <laughs> Another surprise choice. Mm-hmm. Roll over
0: Beethoven. Okay It's it's ridiculous <laughs> It's My version is the Live Japan version With Clapton <laughs>
1: Sure I mean why not I mean they're putting Now and then on there So <laughs> Fuck it Okay I get it They gotta make up For the absence of George On the original 70s uh, Red album There's no George on it So I get it um, Yeah
0: Yeah
1: What about these hand claps? Is this a, the, the hand clap song? Like the hand claps are like yeah. highest thing in the mix, man.
0: The hand claps are mixed the way George Martin mixed the bongos and the help CD. You're going to lose that girl, which is all bongo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, I don't get it. Why not? Don't bother me. Why not even, you know, you want to have George do a cover? How about Do You Want to Know a Secret? That was a huge early song for the Beatles. VJ released that as a single. That makes more sense. I I, I don't, I love George. There's a lot of Beatles covers I like, but this is not, I mean, what about Please, Mr. Poe? I mean, I understand you want George stuff, but the big revelation I had about this There's also no Ringo until Yellow Submarine. What about I Want to Be Your Man? Which they wrote Mm, for the Stones. It's known for them. It's known for the Beatles. Ringo performs it. Every single tour he's done since the 80s. I I don't understand why this cover of Rollover Beethoven is Red Album worthy.
1: I'm with you, man. And don't even get me started on the next one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, I love the next one But also why Why If you're going to do a John cover And they, we're talking about You really got a hold on me I love right. Smokey Robinson I like this cover I like it I li- too yeah. Yeah, yeah I love the piano part But what about Please Mr. Postman Isn't that a better cover than this You don't love Please Mr. Postman I forget I it, do. It's alright
1: Here's I, My thing is like Why is Long Tall Sally Not on here If we're doing covers Yes Long Tall Sally Is Paul's yes. Twist and Shout this needs that needed to be on there, but I don't know. I think they're just trying to say, like, oh yeah, man, the Beatles did R and B too, you know? Hey kids, the Beatles were cool. They did R and B. I don't know. I don't Dude, know. I was just like, what?
0: <laughs> that is such a brilliant point. And if I may summarize that point, these covers are the red albums version of File Under Rock. <laughs> hey, young people, the Beatles did this too.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Again, I don't dislike. We're talking red album worthy. We're talking classic worthy. Uh, speaking of which, let's go cut to James worthy and his multiple titles with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I, Tony, I, I firmly believe that there's other covers, and what they probably we have an we have Isleys, we have Chuck Berry, we have a Smokey. Where are the ladies? You can't drop in boys, or please, Mister Postman, is the Sherrell's. It's a little misogynistic on the Beatles' part. I think we cancel them. I mean. <laughs>
1: There you go. Canceled by side two. I don't even know what side. Well, side six, I guess, if, for that one. Yeah, that's <laughs> or, right. or five. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Tony's final <laughs> math. Good luck.
1: Well, yeah, because it's LP five on the LPs, but it's disc one. if the yeah. discs. Yeah. Okay.
0: So it's a D1 LP five. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: As if the Beatles catalog Couldn't get more confusing You know It's already confusing <laughs> as fuck <laughs> Like You need a map For all this shit Alright Back to where we were Can't Ooh. buy me love Here we go Is my note Here we go I feel I felt disappointed After the Beethoven And you really got a hold on me So I'm like Alright Back on track Sounds more hi-fi to me Than the last two covers You can actually hear The decay of the bass drum On the rests Before money Can't buy me love Yes
0: Cause I don't- so
1: So again here's that ringo stuff and i love that you can hear still hear a snatch of guitar and i love that you can still hear a snatch of guitars oh my fuck three two one (laughs) say snatch again tony you can do this (laughs) (laughs) and you can still hear a snippet of George's uh scratch guitar solo he did in Paris the original time before he went back to EMI and overdubbed it.
0: Yes, there's still a snatch of it. Um, <laughs> you know, Tony, this to me uh one of the best things about this mix, also remixed in 2015, but the Paul scream before the guitar middle eight is way louder. The guitar solo sounds great. And without bashing the Beatle covers, I just need to say, the original Red album, Side One, ends with All My Loving going into Can't Buy Me Love. You now have All My Loving going into two covers before you get to Can't Buy Me Love. They've diminished the energy on the CD and streaming that you get on the LP, where Side One closes with two of their most powerful early songs, both Paul songs
1: yeah i couldn't agree with you more man yeah beetle brothers now here's though i enjoyed this inclusion i don't know if i had it on my list i don't think i did but the next song is you can't do that i think it's a great inclusion yeah i mean if we're gonna do r&b here it is here's your r&b I got something to say that might cause you pain if catch you talking to the I wanted the cowbell higher like it was. Uh, Giles made it more tasteful in the mix, which to me is, you know, it's a little too tidy. I want this. I want that cowbell to rip out.
0: Oddly enough, I want the cowbell to, you know, rip off.
1: <laughs> you know, rip off or whatever.
0: Uh, it's interesting because when Giles gets his remix on Thank You Girl, it's going to be only harmonica. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Tony, this, I didn't have on my list either. I- I'm still torn... With what's to come, I feel like I Should Have Known Better had to be on the Red Album. I feel like it just, I don't know. I don't even love it, love it. But every Beatles documentary where there's a train, they play I Should Have Known Better. Where's the train on the Red Album? (laughs) Thomas the Tank Engine was grumbling to the other engines. I spend my time pulling coaches about ready for you to take out on journeys. The other engines laughed. (laughs) But Tony, on an album that doesn't have "If I Fell," again, I love you can't do that. But if I'm ranking importance of what's missing, you got to put "If I Fell" on. And I love hers always felt isolated without "If I Fell" on this compilation. I'm very, and I know you love that one too. Yeah, I'm. I'm always very disappointed. But yes, I love it. I can't wait for the whole Hard Day's Night album to be remixed, and you can hear bits in the lead guitar that I've never heard before in this remix. That's what did it for me. My eyes popped a few times with some guitar lines. I'm like, whoa, I've never heard that.
1: Something I never heard. I knew it was there, but in the Hard Day's Night chord. You actually hear the snare drum loud and clear. Yes. First time. And those bongos, talk about the-, <laughs> the ghost of George Martin, I think, makes this one. I
0: have the same note. I Giles paying tribute to his dad from the 87 Help CD. Yeah, I
1: never noticed how jittery the bongos are on this. They're fucking all...
0: <laughs> It's wild. It actually, to me, f- works because it speaks to the mayhem and madness of Beatlemania. It almost feels like a metaphor for their life.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is another good mix, another exciting mix that brought up things I hadn't heard before, uh, such as the acoustic guitar in the middle eight. I think I felt it, now I hear it. There's an yeah. acoustic in there.
0: Those chunks, yeah, they're great. And then I think my
1: favorite thing, I don't think I ever heard this, Ringo's buildup on the drums out of the
0: second middle eight. How have I never heard that before? It's buried. If After the feeling you're holding me tight, yes. Yeah. I got the same note. It is so wonderful. It's never, it's always been buried in the mix. I think limitations or records at the time, the master was pressed so it wouldn't supersede the band. Here it feels like it's the biggest thing in the moment. When I'm home.
1: Yeah, this is bringing out the nuance of of Ringo's stuff and then should definitely for once and for all quiet anyone who's just like, oh, you know, the bullshit old Ringo is not a good drummer myth.
0: But you know what I love? Calderstone, in association with other Beatles important people, (laughs) proudly present Questlove and Dave Grohl to extol Ringo's (laughs) virtues.
1: The most timeless drummers are the ones that are the most simple. Ringo was the king of feel. Yeah, that's one of those annoying YouTubes. (laughs) That said, when Hard Day's Night came on, I was bobbing my head the same way I was bobbing my head when I was hearing, uh, please, please me, and I want to hold your hand. I was moving around.
0: Um, Yeah, Tony, can we take a quick pause just to remind ourselves how great all this music is. The fact that we're nitpicking over a cover of a great Smokey Robinson tune shows you the element of the songs the Beatles wrote and performed. We're already, we're barely inside two of the original vinyl, and we've already had classic after classic after classic. There's no other band in the world who come up with material like this so frequently and so consistently. And I'll be taking my check from the good folks at Apple anytime. <laughs>
1: yeah, sell out. Zero fabs. Should have had Long Tell Sally on there. Zero <laughs> fabs. Don't buy it. Steal it.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm this podcast Elliot Mintz. I'm Jewish. I'm soft-spoken and weirdly close to Yoko. <laughs> Give her my best, please. I will. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out.
1: <laughs> All right. No, If I Fell is not on here, but And I Love Her is still on here. Uh, again, the Beatles, they've got that bongo fever. <laughs> she gives me everything, and tenderly, the kiss my lover brings, she brings to me, and I love her. Another good stereo separation... The claves come in You can really feel those Hear those In one of the channels I didn't write it down And then there's a little Bongo tickle at the end I'd never heard before
0: Been there, son
1: I mean, when you've got Bongo fever You've got to do A little bongo tickle
0: <laughs> My my grandmother Once saw a live taping Of I Love Lucy And after the show She got bongo tickled And we she was <laughs> never the same
1: Cancel Desi Arnaz And Junior <laughs> While we're here <laughs>
0: Cancel Lucy Arnaz. If you didn't like her in the Broadway <laughs> production, they're playing our song. I got deep cut after deep cut on this show. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. All your references are over
1: my head today
0: (laughs) That makes you the smart one, by the way That makes you the sane one Um, Yeah, the only note I have for this is As much as a Paul song, I've never heard this be a bass-forward song As much as it sounds Paul's bass, the bass lines, I've never noticed them quite like this before This is a beautiful remix in terms of how everything's based
1: Now this, eight days a week, this one was... Probably one of the most exciting new mixes. Wouldn't you agree?
0: It's my favorite out of both Red and Blue. And wow. this this was remixed in the 2015, and the 2015 does not have the Ringo f- buildup and cymbal crash to kick off the song. Yeah. I had to stop it and go back. I played it for uh, my wife and my son. I'm like, I've never, never heard it like this before, and I went back to like every other little eight days a week, the mono, Tony. <laughs> yeah. It's a drum-forward <laughs> song, and... To get a little sentimental for a moment, John never loved the song while he was alive. I kept thinking, I wish John Lennon could hear the way the song sounds now. It's never packed as much of a punch. And yeah, this is my favorite remix from both sets.
1: man we finally get to hear the drums so the crash symbol like right into the one of the verse right as soon as the song kicks in you hear that and you hear him throughout the song another crash throughout the whole thing and then those little fills he does he does little rolls going into some of the stuff i'd never heard that yes i too like john was not you know i liked this song i think i liked it a lot in eighth grade and then i like burnt out on it or whatever i've always liked it but it's you know i don't need to hear it again this mix, gave this song its life back to these ears. Eight days a week, I love
0: you. Eight days a week is not enough to show I care. Ooh, I need your love, babe. Yeah, it's, it's the reason to go out and get this. It is so good. Also, the the major six on the last chord, which has always been there, it's, it's very clear in this when they play the last chord. And it just reminds you, like, the way this is ornamented and performed. I hope, Ringo, if you listen to this podcast, someone probably should let us know. And I said, no, 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 no. But if Ringo's <laughs> listening, I hope you, Ringo, take joy and pride in the fact that that you have elevated eight days a week, which was already a classic and a quote-unquote greatest hit. Ringo's drumming and the way it's mixed takes the song up a notch. No doubt, Tony. This, to me, is astonishing.
1: Then we get, I feel fine again. Again, we're hearing some of Ringo's work uh, really brought to the fore, especially the Tom Tom work. Yes. Right? Yeah, there's little nuances in there. It's not just dun-dun, like it's dun-dun, but it's also dun-dun-dun. You know, he's throwing in extra stuff every now and then. Now and then. (laughs)
0: Only available on the Beatles 1967 to 2023. Tony, I'll make this quick. My notes are the same as yours. I wrote, well, first I wrote a crime that this isn't the echoey duophonic version. But I wrote, the Tom work in the remix is stunning in the left channel. And my note is literally, this song is another testament to how great of a drummer Ringo Starr is.
1: Ringo was the king of feel. Yeah, now we're basically back on the original order of the, the Red Album. We've got Ticket to Ride. She's got a ticket to ride, but she nice, nuanced mix. I, f- I feel like I've, I'm hearing that low guitar drone a little more. And then in the cans, I've, I've heard the volume pedal guitar effect more after the rah ha ha, Yes, she's got a ticket to ride. That was cool to me. That was like almost, yeah, like beginning a psychedelia a little bit. I'm like getting that ear candy going on. It was like, ooh, that feels nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, Tony, I heard that too. And my note on this is john always described this song as being super heavy and i never really got it this is the heaviest right. i've ever heard this tune sound it's heavy metal yeah, he said. yeah exactly <laughs> right and i mean I, of, of course this is another one we both heard 20 million times but to hear it with this fresh remix this is the heaviest and, and basiest and and most full version of Ticket to Ride I've ever heard. I loved it. I I I went back and played it a second time the first time I heard it. Just like eight days a week. Oh, baby don't care
1: Disc one closes with Paul's Yesterday. Kick
0: it off. Uh, We have it on Broad Street. We don't need it here.
1: (laughs) It's a good mix. You know, there's not much to do here. It's a a simpler mix, but uh, I I feel like I heard the guitar plucks just with more bite. Suddenly, I'm not half the man I used to be. And I did read uh, that Paul had just seen the guy in the Guinness Book of World Records with the really long fingernails. <laughs> and, you know, Paul gets competitive. So that's why that was.
0: <laughs> is that Howard Hughes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that was, that's Jars of Piss.
0: All oh, right. Great Christian Great band, by
1: the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever seen Jars of Piss, I, I, they only play Sundays. <laughs> they only play Sundays at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> they perform out front. Crew on mustache and a mullet. Yeah, yesterday, this is remixing on the Love soundtrack, Tony. And, I mean, look, it's a beautiful song. It's one of the true standards. When this song comes on, like the Beatles channel, I always say to my son, who's seven, I say... When this and Hey Jude come on I'm always like Buddy this is one of the most Important Beatles songs Because what kid Doesn't love to be lectured When they're seven About the importance <laughs> Of a b- band that broke up 80 years before he was born
1: <laughs> Dad does that mean That Yesterday is one Of the most important films
0: Of <laughs> all time Because <laughs> that's what Me and my friends like That and the Across the universe film We're in the middle Of a revolution Jude And what are you doing Doodles and cartoons
1: Oh I'm sorry I'm not the man With the megaphone But this is what I do
0: Yeah, Tony, I mean, you can't argue with yesterday. I did not hear much different about, and it's a testament to how yesterday was originally recorded and performed, that like the version of the 2015 remix of one is not that much different than this one. Beautiful, but also a little perfunctory. It's yesterday, it's the Bloody Beatles, shut up.
1: I agree, I agree. Oh, I
0: believe in yesterday
1: So today we're in the interesting city of Pune in India where we are about to meet Mr. Chilal. Now Mr. Chilal has the quite sensational record of having the world's longest fingernails. No. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe.